Welcome to Reels on the Rocks, the show where your host, Whiskey and Sweet Tea, discuss film from the unpretentious perspective. Today we close out the month of anime with the acclaimed sci-fi film, Akira. Please be advised, spoilers are ahead. Welcome back, guys. So we are continuing the month of anime. Uh, oh <laughs> my god, I just figured out why you called, why you picked May for anime. Okay, sorry. That joke's getting old, and we've only done it twice. Um, <laughs> so, we are finishing up this month with the critically acclaimed film Akira, which probably a bunch of you have seen, much like the uh, the last film that we this reviewed. Is, this is definitely a movie I had lots of questions. I didn't do any research, so I wanted to be surprised what you had to say. Yes. But I had lots... I, I had lot. I did... I will admit, at the beginning, I had trouble following at the beginning, so I did have to look at Wikipedia to just read the first paragraph. Okay, this is what happened. Okay. And then so, eventually it picked up and I was able to follow. So there is a lot to talk about. Uh, first thing, with... can you please pick a movie that does not have body parts and organs and flesh? Just all up in people's faces. I'm like, oh my god! At the end we, of the have, day, we have done this show for over a year now. You should know what I'm well, going to pick. You know, but I'm, also, it's funny. Oh, I'm sitting down to watch an anime. And I'm thinking, see something cute like Studio Ghibli, and I'm like, oh my god, what is this? Oh, if, I thought I was not watching... all anime is Studio Ghibli, especially today. There's a there's a dark side to anime. I'm oh, not sure if god. you're aware. Well, tea. I thought the dark side was just like hentai. I mean, hentai gets kind of like the end of this movie sometimes. But anyway, um, there, I'm not surprised you're confused. I was watching the thing. So both of you, before we get into the movie, I will say like we touched on this a little bit in our last podcast, but both of these films were very impactful for right. uh, yeah. Western audiences getting really into anime. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was a little less uh, initially successful from what I saw. Uh, and I'm not surprised because the other film was very cute and cuddly. This one was pretty nightmarish, but... Uh, no, but the other one wasn't successful at first either. No. Uh, so this one has almost got kind of a Game of Thrones history to it. So Akira oh was God, a... incest? No. So <laughs> so Akira That's was, was a Thrones. manga uh, that was written in 1982, I okay, believe. Okay. 1981 or two. Uh, and it had been going on for the past couple of years. And so the director of this film is the same person who wrote and drew for the anime, or sorry, the manga. So same creator, uh, and he made this movie before the manga series was completed. So these are supposed to be kind of like separate but equal entities telling a version of the same that is story. A poorly timed choice of words, but okay. Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I so you, the yeah. movie's different. It cuts out a lot of stuff from the manga. And it's oh supposed God. to be treated as its own thing, even though, like, it is... And, and, and some parts of the movie actually influenced so, how he decided to finish the story in the manga. So much like we have the Marvel Cinematic and TV universes are separate. It's kind of the same thing. And also, like Game of Thrones, this film came out before the manga was finished. That's interesting. Okay. But again, it, unlike Game of Thrones, the person who was writing the manga was I just directing George the movie. George R. R. Martin just had it's, major it, writer's block all the time. It'd be but like if... It's a, it's a thing. Exactly. <laughs> so it'd be like if George R. R. Martin directed every episode of Game of Thrones or like made a Game of Thrones movie before the book came out. That's kind of what it is. So, and the, the manga for Akira, it's epic. It's over 2,000 pages. Wow. Um, same story. You've got, uh, you know dystopic uh neo tokyo with like psychic people running around uh but unlike the film akira actually makes an appearance and he's kind of like the main villain tetsuo ends up being sort of like his his uh henchman there's a really crazy part in the manga where uh their little like gang of raiders is held up in the sports stadium and tetsuo is doing like mm-hmm psychic stuff to like scare off the other gangs and he like looks back at akira and goes the moon lord and then akira says the moon and so tetsuo like teleports up and makes a crater in the moon which like causes a tidal wave to oh like God. so <laughs> the the manga is essentially the same story you know biker thug gets psychic powers and chaos ensues but unlike the movie and the manga, a bunch of other people also get psychic powers and they become kind okay. of like different lords in the city of Neo-Tokyo doing like psychic battle against each other. And Akira is kind of the main bad guy. So it's kind of like that show Heroes. Or even 
again, game it makes sense Game of Thrones wise, where it's like the different kingdoms and right. stuff like that. So that's kind of where the the manga goes. But they all go to the same place where Tetsuo and Akira are defeated. Uh, the city is kind of you know swallowed up by a big thing of energy, and you know the heroes again. are left. Yeah, <laughs> and and the heroes are left over to. Why does start anybody stuff. still live in this town? Like, right, it's happen- it happens twice now. Like move. Take well, that it, 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 yeah, right. It's um. So you know, at first when I was watching this, uh, when I was watching this film, uh, you know, they have they have very briefly at the beginning, we find out later what was another energy ball. I thought it was like a nuclear like bomb or something. That is what you're supposed to think because that's what they told everyone. No one knows about Akira except the government. They're right. like, oh, we got nuked again. But like, but no, but, it was. But it like, was I, w- actually... I was watching it and I was like, you know, the the place bounced back pretty well. They have skyscrapers in TV. Did we really need to have that first thing to begin with? And then when you find the whole story, you're like, oh, okay, I understand it now. Well, it's funny. Our last review, my neighbor Totoro, was uh, like kind of all about like. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's all it's all about nature. This one's all about uh, another thing that's kind of uh, very connected with Japanese culture, and that's like their relationship with uh, technology Mm -hmm. and how that's kind of affected them in the past. since we last did a show, I actually watched uh, the original Godzilla because I had never seen it before. But that's the interesting thing, if you haven't seen it, is the film is actually about the ethics of weapons of mass destruction and creating and using them. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the same thing here because it sort of suggested that they were creating these psychic children as, like, weapons. Yeah. Possibly for World War Three, and it just backfired. And it's sort of the same thing in uh, Godzilla, which is considered, like, one of Japan's greatest you films. You know what I love? I love... Just, this just speaks to, like, how they were portraying human nature, and I love this. But it was like, they... Especially you speak about it. They, were, they went through all this effort to create, essentially, psychic children to fight World War Three. No one was like, oh, let's just not have a world. Let's plan to just not have one. I, I love the effort that 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 humanity will put into that but not preventing it from happening right and uh and the fact they keep going but uh it's but yeah it's the same thing like in godzilla essentially if you haven't seen it the idea is that like nuclear testing woke up a dinosaur and they Mm -hmm. don't really ever get into it in the movie whether the dinosaur had nuclear breath before or if the nuclear testing gave him superpowers or something Mm -hmm. but essentially it was like from our carelessness carelessness with nukes it created a monster that couldn't be stopped by nukes and then so a scientist creates a new weapon that can kill godzilla anti-nuke well so it destroys oxygen oh and so he's like i can't i I have something that can kill godzilla but i'm afraid that it will be used to kill people like after and so that is what godzilla is really about and so that is, and that's considered one of Japan's greatest films, and that is kind of a part of their cultural consciousness mm-hmm. that I think got carried into uh, other things, including Akira, is mm-hmm. this idea of, like, when science goes too far and whether it's ethical to, like, create all-powerful things, like these psychic children that mm-hmm. uh, have, like, in the movie they call it, like, godlike power. Uh but yeah, so this film is not a, a good a good feeling kind of movie. It's not yet rated. It's uh, it's R rated, uh, very deservedly funny. so. It's very disturbing. Yeah. It's not. I knew going into it, it might not be your cup of tea. Well, you know, it's it was funny. I was watching it, and I was like, um, I was like, you know, this isn't really my jam. But I know, I was like, oh my god, I can. This finally, I found a movie I can watch with my dad. And then there was that. <laughs> my dad loves sci-fi and apocalypse and all this other. Has weird your stuff. dad seen Akira before? Probably not. And I was like, oh, I'm going to introduce this to you. You're going to love it. We're, we can watch this together. And then the scene comes up where they assault the girl. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to watch Never this mind. Anymore. Never mind. It well, would have been fine if they didn't, like, rip her shirt off. I'm like, that was that that, that was more disturbing than seeing than when they hit her in the face. Yeah. it's uh, And that's, that character is very different in the manga. Let's just say... Uh, now it's I was worse. I wasn't maybe I missed thing but I wasn't clear is that his sister or like girlfriend girlfriend okay it's like the, the, all the bikers have like you know the the girls hanging off them and you know when they all return from their night out all of them are like paired up except her and she's like where's Tetsuo so it's like well, okay so couple things that sort of bug me about this movie and again I enjoyed yeah, this yeah, movie yeah. but couple things that bug me one the name Canada. <laughs> 
So it's not spelled the same. It's not spelled the same. It's in pronounced parts differently. But every time they would they would yell, they I'm like, y'all realize that's a country, right? <laughs> maybe maybe I'll make this as like a meme to like uh, to 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 uh, advertise that we're doing anime month. But uh, one thing I found kind of funny rewatching this is no matter if you're watching subs or dubs mm-hmm. for this film in particular, it doesn't matter because the characters are just screaming each other's names for half the dialogue. Well, what well, you know what's funny is when I've watched like uh especially like younger when I when I was younger and I watched you know, just different shows and they would do like they'd have an episode where they would parody different types of animation. Anytime they would parody anime, it's literally just that people screaming the other characters' names. Oh for, like Dragon Ball Z is the other one where it's like oh! it's like you don't even need you could watch it in Japanese and still make and the same still understand of what's sense. going on. The other thing that kind of bugged me about, well, besides the graphic flesh and tissue weird thing at the end, which thanks for not telling me about that. Of course, <laughs> um, leads was, to a more so, organic reaction for you on the show. The 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 motorcycle part, uh, or their bikes or whatever they are, to me, to me that was it, to me it it it. it it didn't. It seemed like it was something that was really important to the characters, but it they never really go much into it. So it always kind of just seemed like a side thing, and like I forget about it. You mean and the like, fact that they have motorcycles? No, but the, they have. But like at the end, he's like trying to like essentially boss fight this thing, and he brings his motorcycle in, <laughs> and I was just like. Why? It's like, I get at the beginning, you were on a motorcycle, I got it, but it's like, clearly there's some other connection here that wasn't properly communicated to me with. And now it's like, okay, so we just need to know this was made in the 80s, so we need to bring the motorcycles in. Maybe. It's obviously... They reminded me a lot of Tron. Yeah, well, well their design. So a lot of things, um, I guess we'll get into this now that you bring that up, because like one thing, and this is actually... Uh, you know, it's relevant to Studio Ghibli as well, but, like, the 80s were, like, it's considered the quote-unquote golden age of anime. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anime had existed post-World War II from, like, the 60s, maybe the late 50s, uh, but it was always really cheap. Like, I, you know, another show that I saw as a little kid was, like, Astro Boy, and that is, like, if you've seen that, that's, like, what anime was kind of thought of as, like, these cheap, like silly like you know cartoons from japan and stuff uh but when the 1980s came by there was a huge economic boom in japan and so that led to a lot more productions being uh made for instance in the 70s uh there were only 45 anime feature films made in the whole of the 1970s 45 films wow in the 1980s 220 films. Whoa, okay, that's a boom. So that's why it's considered the golden age of anime, not just from, like, series, but also films. And that also meant that the production budget was increased. This was the most expensive anime feature film made at the time. I can kind of see that. And you do see a lot of very uh, sophisticated animation styles. When you see the city, they have the layered animations that Disney pioneered with, like, uh, Snow White where the, the cartoons can like weave in and out between like backgrounds mm-hmm. and foregrounds and stuff during the scene where uh, the clowns have like you know captured Tetsuo and his girlfriend there's a cool bit where there's like fire hanging down and there's a focus pole in a cartoon it unfocuses on the fire and focuses on the bike yeah and I think I remember that that's, that's really crazy that they're able to do that also there's that cool like streak that you see on their taillights when they're driving their uh, motorcycles. It almost looks like Tron, or it leaves like a trail. Yeah, like it's like, yeah, like that's also like, I got kind of Tron vibes. And that. some of the animation was incredibly, like... The, the, I... the, the frame count is, is where, like, the smoothness of the motion comes, and some of it was actually higher frame counts than Miyazaki movies. Mm-hmm. It, could, it went anywhere from 12 frames a second to 25 frames a second. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, like, yeah, and I, one of the things that I remember, and you know, there's just the detail that was put into a lot of the, into a lot of this film was, is incredible. One of my favorite scenes, and you'll be like, Billy, this is your favorite scene. My favorite scene is when they first, I think it's when they're trying to break into the hospital, and we see the hospital from like, I think, I think as we zoom out from like the hospital, the building, and we just see 
And at first, I'm like, are we looking at a bookshelf? I'm like, no, this is a building. And I, I love how they went through. And even though they weren't super detailed, they took the effort in to put different colors, different places. So you knew this was like a sky. And I, I, I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, and that might have even been some of the layered animation I was talking about, too. Mm-hmm. Like most of the times when you see a cityscape, it's not just one drawing. It's like 20 drawings layered on top of each other. So mm-hmm. each building is actually like a different layer of the the picture itself it's wild like there's there's lots of like making of akira things out there but um uh, let's see this is oh there's also there's also camera motion in the animation so it's not just like like the same way you would see in like a, a live action film like a dolly or a pan or a tilt or a zoom there's like camera motion in the actual animation and, so. and i think i noticed that a lot um towards the um uh, I think it's like the last like 40 minutes of the movies when they have the big face off happening. Yes. And I, I did notice that, that, that a lot, and, you know, it's weird when you watch an animated film and you, and you, you think about, Oh, there's camera movement in anime. There really isn't a lot in animated films. And so when it does happen, it definitely does grab your attention and it does give it a sense of, re- of realism. Like, uh, specifically I'm thinking of when they had the news broadcast and like, is this a Kira comeback? And they're coming back or, or something. And you know, it just really gave you a, sense that you were watching a, like a real like telecast oh yeah the fact that they wouldn't put those movies so that was quite impressive and it did it did have a, an effect on the actual film oh yeah so this similar to my neighbor totoro was very impactful opened up a lot of people to anime mm-hmm. uh eventually it became about as successful at the, like what this was another one where initially like according to imdb it didn't make a lot of money but then i had conflicting accounts that it made about 45 million grossing uh, it was it, it was a lot i think it was 30 million no i think it was actually more than that i think my confusion came from the fact that it was listed in yen on imdb <laughs> and so i was like having to do the math and i think that was actually like only 10 million or something but then that doesn't make sense because according to uh my neighbor totoro that was 30 million dollars so then I was like, well, wait a second. Wasn't this the most expensive anime? For some reason, it's hard. I'm getting like different, differing information on both of these. But I know that Akira was at least successful enough to get a VHS release in 1991. Mm-hmm. And this one was infamous because it was a dub that wasn't very good. <laughs> um, luckily, oh, the early dubs. So I have the 2000, the year 2000 uh, DVD release, which has a, a superior dub from what I've heard. So I've actually never seen the 91 dub. I also didn't grow up on this movie because my parents didn't let me watch horrifying, monstrous stuff like this. No, you just subject me to that. Yeah. I well, think I think I saw the same one. Whatever one was available for free on Hulu is the one I saw. Ooh, I hope it's the 2001, because if it's the 91 one, I hear that it's like borderline incoherent with the translation and stuff like that. Okay, no, but... I, I understood what's going on. I just had... It was interesting. I, this is a movie that you really have to walk into and take serious and to take very seriously from the get go because that's kind of like what my problem was. Is and I, and I guess and this is wrong to think this way, but I'm like, oh, it's an animated film. There's a certain level of passivity that you can expect to be there, and you can't do that with this. You need to be aware. I was like, I like had to watch the beginning, like maybe the first twenty minutes, like maybe three or four times to really even understand. And then I had to go, <laughs> then I had to go and look it up on Wikipedia and read the paragraph of the first twenty minutes just to understand what was happening. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. There's a lot of detail in this and there's a lot of interwoven storylines and it does all come together. Um, but you have, it's something you have, it's, you, it's, it's, it's something you could ever passively watch. And that's the thing with, uh, that's another kind of cultural barrier we have here in the West is like, we still, even though animation has come a long way, we still see it as like a children's medium. Which you should. Which it can be. It can be, but that's the big thing in Japan is it's, it's anything. I mean, this movie is, again, like, if, if you are sensitive to gore or, like, anything very upsetting, I couldn't really the recommend gore, this. The gore, to me, wasn't that bad. Yes. I mean, it, it, to me, a lot of the gore it was very reminiscent of, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes. When you um, would fall and then you just get the spattering of blood when, when somebody would be killed or something. The only thing that was just, it's just at the end. Well, the mass destruction, I figured, might bother you with all the people just... Because I, I know, like, sometimes watching films yeah. and stuff, like, when it's I did feel for those people, just... but at the same time, it was kind of just, like... Because, okay, after the first, the first time it happens, I'm like, oh, my God, those poor people. And then it happens again. I'm like, people, stop watching this. Move away. Right? Yeah, if they're all a, following him If there's to a the godlike like... creature on a bridge that's causing mass destruction, maybe don't follow him. 
So you know, yeah. the, 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 at some point I was I was able to kind of dissociate a little bit and just be like, okay, these people are just being dumb. Right. At this point, I can't. I like at the, when it first started and the, when it, and and there was I'm like, oh my god, those people I was sad about. But then it, later it was just like, you guys are just. Do you, have you guys not read the Pied Piper like at all? Right. Um, <laughs> so on top of all of that, this has been probably the most influential anime for anime artists. Most people mm-hmm. who are currently working in the industry cite this as an inspiration. So people who well, are working on things like limited, Attack on Titan and all of these other things. My limited research when I was trying to find where to watch the film, I did come across this. is It is credited as one of the greatest sci-fi films yes. of all time. Not even just anime, sci-fi in general. It's really good. I like even rewatching it. I I own the first volume of the manga somewhere at my parents' house. I bought it when I was like at a bookstore and I really liked the movie and I'm like, ooh, I should read this. Never finished it. There's five other volumes I'd have to read through. But it, every time I see this, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I should read this. Because it, again, it's the same story, but it's a lot more like in depth. You get all the crazy psychic characters. And like, there are a lot of characters in the film that are only on screen for like 10 seconds that have like major story arcs in the manga. So it's like one of those things that every time I watch this, I'm like, oh, I should dig that up and, and read it again. Uh, but so, yeah, this is probably the most influential anime film, uh, at least for like anime artists. Also, people like the Wachowski sisters have been wanting to make an Akira live action film. It was a big influence on The Matrix. Um, well, actually, the film I... Chronicle was uh, like it was a huge influence on that. And apparently I heard that the Chronicle film was supposed to be an Akira live action movie and then they like just decide to like for budgetary reasons right. make it like a found because that movie i don't know if you've seen chronicle but it's kind of is akira because it's like these teenagers get psychic abilities from an alien ship and then you know they start I mean, messing was, around with it and that was one of me them... last tuesday to be fair <laughs> but but yeah so like in, in chronicle one of them is like bullied a lot and so he ends up like using his powers to like kill people and stuff and then it becomes a showdown with the rest of them trying to stop him mm-hmm. but it's done as like a found footage movie it was interesting it came out in like 2010 or 2011 and it did really well it's what got the director to do the fantastic four movie that did not do so well but you could tell it was kind of a modern take or like an american take on akira because it was the same story here are these people who get these powers and one of them ends up you know abusing them and yeah, the only thing, and so I talked about earlier about the, um, the there was there's lots of intricate storylines, and so that's one of the reasons why you can tell that the the basically animation should not be the message of the movie. Um, the, the animation is just the medium they chose, and you know that's, and I always respect people who do animation because animation is one is it's one of the few, if not the only, uh, film forms that you can totally create exactly what you want because you can you can literally draw anything you want and you don't even need to spend money on crazy special effects just like, on some crayola <laughs> exactly got to pay those animators fairly and that that'll cost you a bit but otherwise you know you well, can make the anything only thing happen. that didn't work for me was there was um there was one storyline uh what was it? it with about the whole government coup yeah that, that is that to me that to me that that, that um, i mean i understood where they're going from the beginning but then they had them all show up again later and then and it to me it, it kind of crossed a little bit into like tinfoil hat area and then it's never like to me it was never fully explained so i'm like that if i if i were to like strengthen the film one day, i would just remove that storyline i agree there's a couple of things with this film that make it i so this is actually my favorite anime film of all time mm-hmm. i have a you know i love miyazaki films and stuff but if i were to like pick one that i like more than anything else yeah, you don't seem like it's this one type. <laughs> however this film is really flawed and i think it partly has to do with the fact that the director was trying to condense yeah. six, two thousand pages of a manga I mean, anytime, into a two-hour movie that much material and you have to condense it i i the, feel like if if people knew how successful it was going to be maybe it as a trilogy would have been a way better idea but like that's the thing the government coup is like a whole storyline in the manga that's mm-hmm. like its own thing there's you know the whole uh romance quote unquote between Kaneda and k is like actually a romance in the manga and it's not just yeah oh, I, actually, like, I, forgot, I forgot i forgot that was even a thing on exactly because it, because it just kind of it, gets it, it kind of just shows up 
And then it's just like, and then it, it kind of is, you forget about it. And then all of a sudden, Kanada would make some off remark about, oh, so you want to do something later? And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot he's in Well, there. and also he's like so scummy about how he's hitting on her at first. It's oh, yeah. like, it's. Oh, yeah. He first meets her. She, she's like, no, thanks. Bye. He's like, you cold bitch. Yeah. He's such a nice guy at first. <laughs> hashtag Internet, nice yeah, guy. Hashtag nice guy. We're going to have to put him in the same category as Ross. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So like that's kind of one of the biggest problems with the movie it's, it gets really messy around again, the third that's act not really the fault. I, I guess it's not really the fault of the movie it's kind of no. just more like like you said it's just there was so much source material to pull to pull from and you i kind of feel like maybe they did that to hopefully set up for a potential maybe sequel or something or prequel or something and then it would have made more sense but um unfortunately with you know it, it not i guess being received well i mean it was received well eventually but it's like it took it's, a while to find its audience it's kind of the same thing with my neighbor totoro like now both of them are considered like classics, classics yeah but because it was hard for a global release and stuff like that it just it faced a lot of hurdles much like my neighbor totoro this one was uh also by roger ebert and other people <laughs> like hailed as like uh, a masterpiece um, which led to it getting the VHS uh, thing and plays on like TV and stuff, I'm sure. But it's uh, it was a long, long way to go. Uh, and I feel like the director knew, especially with how much they were spending on the film, because again, it was the most expensive anime at the time to right. be produced, uh, that unless it just do, did gangbusters at the boss, uh, box office, that it probably wasn't going to get a sequel. So I guess he was just trying to condense as much as he could into the movie. And to some extent, I think that that hurt kind of the cohesion. Well, I, the, the part that didn't make sense to me was just... So I, I understood the meaning. They're trying to figure out what to do. Okay, I got that. That was easy to follow. And then the coup part, okay, it, it seemed a little excessive, but I kind of, again, understood where they were coming from, at least as far as that colonel or general characters concerned I kind of understood why he did it um, thought it was a little extreme so I guess that would have explained more but the part that makes it is, is later we then revisit I guess one of the people who was on the board yeah. and, 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 and he's like he's like putting certificates in a suitcase so and then he... we pan over to his bathroom and there's dead bodies in there and I'm like who are these people so I've seen this movie like I don't know if you can tens explain and tens of times. yeah so it's very easy to miss I totally missed that the first few times I watched this as a teenager. So what that is, is the freedom fighter group that are trying to like liberate the psychic kids. Yeah. Uh, it's like the general says, I think there's a mole and, you oh know, my God, I so he, and as you see, he's talking to one so of the freedom fighters. So he's the mole. So mm -hmm. because the coup is happening and the, you know, all of the people on the border getting arrested, he's like, Oh no, they're going to find out. I'm the one who is leaking information so we got to shred all the documents and all that so that's what that is um What's but it's very easy to miss oh who, they what well yeah but who are they uh people were probably gonna get like arrested like oh, okay. aids or something and then you know, okay so then, so then he leaves and he's followed by this guy i thought was dead yeah um and then he just like gives up the will to live i'm so confused as to what that was yeah well, and it also, it's like, is he foaming at the mouth because he's taken too many pills, or is it because he's having, like, a heart attack? I don't know. I, I'm with you. That whole section, when I was younger, I, like, I just was like, what the hell's even going on with any of this? But, but to explain it, he was the mole, so he's like, oh, no, we've been had. I'm going to probably end up, like, executed or something, so I need to get out of here. And with my stock certificates. Uh, yeah, exactly. My and then, stock options. And then even, like... <laughs> It also kind of shows that he didn't necessarily have the best intentions, even though they were trying to free the kids, because he was just, you know, uh, uh, Ryu, the guy who was, like, the leader of their little, like, freedom fighter group. He's right. just, you know, oh, get away from me. You can't be seen with me, you know. So, uh, yeah, things, I think it's more just, like, kind of the chaos of everything going yeah. on. Um, again, like, in the manga, it becomes, like, almost like Mad Max. Like, the city is just completely, you know, just overrun by, like, gangs where, like, they're led by some psychic person and they're all, like, fighting okay. each other and, you know, there's a big showdown at the end. And actually, that's kind of a cooler thing at the end of the manga is, like, Kaneda gets, like, a whole bunch of, like, motorcyclists to essentially go to, like war with akira and tetsuo like so there's like an army of bikes 
like coming towards the stadium, like See, trying. And to... I, w- I would have liked that because I, I feel like that would have kind of played up the bike, the the bike yeah. thing more. Because to me, I guess, and I and you know again, and, I, and I'm not trying to be overly critical, but it's just like I understood at the beginning their bike gang, but then at the end, it's like literally with everything going on, we feel the need to bring his bike in to the final fight, and it's not even convenient. <laughs> it's very like silly. It reminds me though of like because there's like always a history of like movies with really cool like uh, vehicles and stuff like in star wars you got the millennium falcon you've got like the uh the time machine and back to the future the delorean and stuff and his motorcycle had that same vibe to me like and i i showed this Mm. to a friend of mine years and years ago who actually rides motorcycles and i was like oh man he's got such a cool bike and he's like oh you know it's like a real bike right like (laughs) you know this is a thing that exists exists. like everything they're describing it as is something you could get and it could look like that but I don't know. I think it it matches like Kaneda's character so well, and it is kind of goofy that he's going in there with like a laser beam, riding a motorcycle, like just like making you know Kane, uh, Tetsuo's like a big horrible monster. He's like, oh, you're such a crybaby. You like he's just. <laughs> He's such a, like, lovable jerk, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. Because is not a good person, but for some weird reason, he's, like, likable, even this though he's, did... like, a biker thug. Like, there's just something very funny about him being, like, defiant to, like... The, this movie, the... though, really did... Watching this finally did explain to me why people were running around at Comic-Cons with pills in the back of their sh- their shirts. Oh, I guess you saw some Kaneda cosplays. And I was just like, do these people have drug problems? Like like what what is this? And I figured I figured it was a character. I should know what it was, um, but you know that kind of explains that for me. Oh yeah, now now you'll, I don't know. You could just scream. Actually, Kanda I kind of thought, I, I, I kind of thought his jacket was kind of cool. It was it was very Michael Jackson. The way uh, the way Tetsuo looks at the end of the film with his cape and stuff reminded me of something out of like Dragon Ball Z. His hair is like sticking up. Right. And stuff. Okay. That was like a whole. I love that. It was. It, I love that. It was a whole like level of campiness. That was just added to this, and I loved it. I'm like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm unstable. Let me show you. Grabs cape, puts cape on. Am I stable now? That's kind of, <laughs> Look at me, I've got a cape now. Hit, what are you gonna do? Hit, 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 his maniacal laugh was just. It was just. It was so many moods. I just, I, I, I loved it because I went, I went, I, one, eh, on one end, I'm like, this is like ridiculous. And the other end, I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of epic <laughs> at the same time. I, and I gotta say, I like, this is another one where I grew up with the, I didn't grow up. Like I, I saw this when I was like he, a teenager. He but was I, three I, watching this. Be disturbed. Oh yes. <laughs> no, I was like a teenager. But like when I, when I saw this, uh, I've always seen the dub. I'm kind of curious to see the sub because the dub's, I don't know. I'm sure some anime fan is going to hate me for saying this, but I think it was pretty well cast. Like, all of the voices. There's one that doesn't match, but it also kind of doesn't matter because his character is barely in the movie. If you remember that one person with almost like an afro sort of hairstyle with glasses, like, you know, oh, we're, we're praying for the, the return of Akira, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, yeah, that guy. So that's a woman in the manga, oh. and she's one of the psychic people that, like... Is she's actually sort of the anti yeah, like but she doesn't make it past the bridge in the movie <laughs> in, the in, movie. in the manga she's like a huge character she's like okay. she's basically sort of the yoda to you know how k gets like psychic abilities in the movie mm-hmm. so she becomes one of the like leaders of a group of people and she's being like taught by that woman and that woman is sort of like the anti akira like she's like the good character in the manga God, but okay. but the fact that they cast a man <laughs> to voice that it's like oh i guess they didn't realize it was a woman but other than stuff like that i i felt like it was pretty well cast yeah it was I pretty really well cast yeah all of the voices matched the character tetsuo had kind of a whiny side to his voice kaneda that, sounded like me, a, that, that, a that's, that's, what, that's what made it so hard to take him seriously oh yeah he he, he 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 reminds me a lot of Ross from Friends. He it's, he's kind of just like, oh, can't anything in my life go right? I mean, that was always the thing that I thought was really cool about the story. Even when I first saw this, is like it's a pretty simple premise. It's like, what if you gave superpowers to the worst person possible? Right. You know, and that's something that has been done since then. I mentioned Chronicle, but even like a year or two ago, there was that. Uh, movie about like an evil superman uh that was like a horror movie i don't know if you remember that it was like uh oh i wish i could remember what it was called but um yeah like this this idea of like they're 
someone getting superhero superpowers that doesn't deserve them yeah and becoming kind of like a uh almost and also, I, 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 I love i love his reasons for being a bad person they're just they're so petty it's like <laughs> it's like you bullied me also that was kind of you funny. protected me as a child and i'm done with it well no that's the that's actually the funny thing uh is he says like you were always so mean to me and then when we see the flashbacks at the very end of the movie it's like you know he beat up some bullies who took his toy and it's like oh wow tetsuo you, yeah, you really so hate... evil. Yeah, he was so mean to you for being the only person to be basically nice to you and... file a claim. Go go see a therapist. I don't know how you lived through that. Right, and and that too. Like it's who's gonna know. play you in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the other thing too. So there, they have been in Japan. They have been trying to make a uh, live action version of this movie for a number of years. Uh, the first time I heard about it really gaining steam was, like, in 2007, but it's just been in mm-hmm. development hell. Uh, there's even, like, if you go to IMDb and look it up, there's even, like, well, see, pictures. I, th- I think of, I like, would be less interested in a live-action version, more interested in just seeing a continuation of the story. Well, what I would want, if they're going to make a live-action version, is do not make a direct adaptation of this film. Make a three-part trilogy and try and do the whole series like don't do it based on this film do it based on the manga because there's so much more like interesting stuff that the movie didn't have time Mm -hmm. to touch on and the manga wasn't even finished by the time the movie came out so it's kind of i feel this way about remakes or reboots or anything but i do feel like they need to justify their existence a little bit Mm -hmm. and if you're just going to remake we we get this all the time with like disney live action yeah, remakes really, what is the point do, do of really remaking it mufasa die in high definition well and if you're going to do it have like an interesting take on it you know uh like even i don't think it's that great of a like movie the, but like, like maleficent the, for instance is yeah. at least a new twist on it yeah it, 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 um, it, it's giving us more details about this character or a new or a new perspective or something so so if if they are going to make a live action akira what i would want is the full story and not just a condensed two-hour version so make three movies or however many movies they think they would need to make and tell like the whole story from the manga because then you could go into territory that wasn't touched on in the original film Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe the uh, the creator, director, like, you know, the mind behind Akira, I do believe he's still around, so you could, you know, have him be, like, a producer on it or something. Well, you know what I think? First off, I had a question. I know this is totally randomly out of nowhere. My brain's everywhere right now. Sorry. <laughs> but at the beginning, when they break, when they break out, they don't break out. When, when, they, when he finagles getting that girl out of um, custody with him, they're leaving and there's an explosion in the background i'm like okay was that grenade like delayed i think that was supposed to be the implication it was supposed to be kind of like a dark punchline there like oh, oh okay. it, it did eventually go off just way late or something like that well the worst part is is, is even the freedom fighter kind of had to give the snot kicked out of him yeah <laughs> but and then still die it's like come on it's a pretty part of the reason i wasn't expecting you to necessarily uh, resonate with this story is that it is pretty miserable there's not really a good guy and it like even the freedom fighters are pretty violent like every everything is bad like there well, isn't know, there isn't really like a happy like the the military super controlling the freedom fighters are a little extreme you know there's suicide bombing places well, and, then, and, stuff. and then all the people and uh, then are just stupid yeah i'm talking about the, not the characters, <laughs> oh the not people the citizens well there is uh, that always bothered me like where you know at the beginning there's that motorcycle chase and everything and you see all these people eating at like a fancy restaurant and someone gets thrown through the window and i'm i'm guessing that's supposed to be like class disparity like this is the nice part of town yeah. where all that doesn't exist or whatever uh, but it did it did really raise a lot of questions because the the city seems to just be in a constant state of rioting. Like yeah. no matter where you go, some freedom group is going to be like trying to like blow something up. So well, it and just I guess, seems I guess, like I guess a, maybe that I guess maybe that's just supposed to really kind of play up the dystopian part of it. Yeah, because if you really look, because if you look at because normally like in live actions you get dystopian from like the the set design, the the lack of resources and i think in this case they couldn't really do that i think it's more like social malaise kind of like people people are the problem 
I think, at least in this dystopia. Like, and, and it would be understandable when they keep getting blown up every few years. I hate to admit it, this, like, parts of the movie even kind of made me think of this past year, <laughs> just how chaotic everything's been. I actually think, I actually think I was going to bring that up and yeah. be like, um, is this supposed to be, like, just now? I will admit, I watched part of How this ironic is it that it's 2019 in the movie, too? I know, I <laughs> like, saw that, too, and I was like, oh, so they were only off by, like, about a year. Oh, yeah. I, like, <laughs> laughed in, like, a sad way when that came up, because I forgot what year it was supposed to be in the movie, and then when I saw that, I was like, oh, God, they were only a year off. Question. <laughs> in, in the movie... This it takes place, and I think they said uh, Neo Tokyo. So when they rebuilding it, is it Neo Neo Tokyo? Uh, well, like in the manga, they don't rebuild it. It's like very like it's almost like all the gangs exist in like a crumbling city. Like it's after after like the whole incident with Tetsuo and awakening Akira and things get blown up and stuff. It's you know like how mad I would be to live my life and be taken out by somebody like Tetsuo. That would be like that's like that's like getting tackled on the one yard line. That's just sad. <laughs> Oh I'm like great I lived my whole life and then you know stable Mabel here it gets a, has a hissy fit and we all have to die you do have a good point though uh, quite frankly like if I were in that I, it, it does beg the question like what is keeping them there even if like you get because it's from move, my understanding it's to just northern this, japan where it's quiet i, mean, I know because like, it's from my understanding it's just this city like uh, those my understanding it's not like the world or anything yeah. like that i would the imagine closest it gets to being in the world is when they go into space but that's pretty much it and that does it's it's honestly it really is like a fascinating world that the guy created and i don't think even in the manga like they ever go outside of tokyo so it is interesting it does make you wonder like Oh my god! How is America it's like, that like? Is it Stephen King novel under the dome? <laughs> they can't leave. They can't leave. That's the problem. Oh man! But yeah, it does make you wonder how bad the rest of the world is. If Tokyo is is Tokyo just like the worst place to live, or is it like you know? Uh, does America have? What if it's just? Problems? What if Tokyo is just like the bad side of town for the world? Well, and it's also like one thing uh, that's kind of an interesting point in both the manga and the movie is they sort of suggest that this psychic these psychic abilities are the next stage of human development. Mm -hmm. And that also makes you wonder like, are, are, is Neo Tokyo on the forefront of developing this or are they the last to develop it? You do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, and, and I think that's part of what the guy was trying to do is like, not really bring up the rest of the world. This is like a Japanese right. story. So let's keep it in Tokyo. But it does make you wonder like, what the rest of the world is like is it as nightmarish as neo tokyo or is neo tokyo just a product of getting blown up and all tetsuo the time, or... stays in tokyo because he knows if he leaves his borders he get his butt kicked by the other psychic kids in other countries who knows um and that that was like kind of a point in the movie i don't think it really happens too much in the manga but again i haven't read all of the manga just like the first half of the first volume but that was something in the movie tetsuo's like you know, let's run away, like, with his girlfriend, like, let's get out of this city. Right, I'm like, Smartest dude, thing he I'm, ever did. I, 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 <laughs> the whole I'm, movie. I'm, I'm like, dude, just got out of a hospital. He can't see out of one eye, but yes, let's ride a motorcycle. Let's steal my best friend's motorcycle, who has done nothing but be nice to me. Because right, I'm well, jealous and, and, and of his they keep, motorcycle. They keep bringing up, and like, and like that, I, th I okay, I'm sorry, I just thought that was funny. He, like, has all these powers. And he can get anything he wants. And what he wants, he wants his friend's motorcycle. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I appreciated the pettiness <laughs> of that. Yeah, and that too, especially after he, like, fully breaks out and he goes to that bar to get, like, drugs to control his headache. Like, that's the first thing he asks his biker friends. It's like, hey, where's Kaneda's bike? And it's like, really, dude? You can fly and you still care, like, where his bike is? I think, I think my favorite, my favorite character, though, was, um... Oh, he was part. He was part of the capsules. He was the guy that had like the bow tie thing going. Oh on. yes, I like I, he, his character. He's my favorite. He's like he he's like in it at the be at beginning, and then he just shows up again at the end. Yeah, but it's like he he was my favorite character. He's he, I like his character design, and that's the thing too. Like I'm sure in the manga, he probably has a lot more. Uh, stuff going on that we don't see. All we know is that he's part of the gang. He's got a girlfriend that is we see like talking on the phone at one point. Mm -hmm. She seems kind of like vapid, but uh, and then yeah, uh, he witnesses another biker die, and then he's like, "I will say this movie felt very '80s to me." Oh yeah, oh yeah, I 
yeah <laughs> especially again like there's lots of like neon and a lot of there's it is that, like really cool and, and, then, but... and then we just have the unnecessary breast reveal <laughs> like that's a very 80s thing to do oh yeah um also just again like if the it, it feels very like it's very mad mad well it reminds me a lot of stuff that was popular at the time like you know mad max like around the same time that the manga started being written was around the time the thing came out so maybe the artist maybe saw the movie and was like "Ooh, i want that that i want that in my that's what the transformation looks like right there because that's what that's immediately the first thing i thought of was oh it's the thing and the timing animated the timing lines up a little bit uh at least as far as when the manga was created you know this when this film came out, it was like almost a decade after the thing had come out. So not quite, but, uh, you know. So despite uh, maybe it not being something you'd want to rewatch too soon. I is still it... think it's something that people should. I, I, it's, it's like you should definitely watch. I do think that we should tell people it can be kind of gross. Oh, yeah. It can be very gross. Uh, it's rated R. So if you... I'm not going to be with you. I'm going to tell you it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. If, if you couldn't I tell from the rating on the, the... back that it's uh, probably not for all audiences. But if you not like if you like kind of dark sci fi, it's right up your alley. Again, I guarantee you will recognize something from a movie or an anime you like mm-hmm. because everyone this is inspired I, I so mean, many I mean, people on, this, this, I mean I know you talked about Chronicles this is basically animated Terminator yes <laughs> yes it is that is exactly it's very 80s it's very violent uh, but if neither of those things and then we have are... the unstoppable thing <laughs> like we had in Terminator except for very different reasons. Yeah, honestly, both of the films that we reviewed this month I I would say are good starter films for people if they've never gotten into anime, but for different reasons. If you want something more wholesome and happy, go with uh My Neighbor Totoro. If you're someone who likes kind of more you know, R-rated, gritty, gritty violent, somewhat introspective, maybe philosophical. Like, Hashtag nice guys. <laughs> whiny, whiny uh, street thugs getting superpowers and, and going completely that's, insane. That, that, that's how I'm going to describe this movie. I'm going to be like, it's about gangs that fight violently in the street and every so often stop to be petty about it. <laughs> pretty much but yeah like uh <laughs> no, but very this, this very different definitely... genre but i would say like this is both films are like if if you're starting off like and you haven't seen an anime before somehow uh both of these films are they're good they're gonna start but and this is and 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 i know i was kind of i'm a bit more critical of it but akira it's it's actually it's a very it's a very good movie like i said i was i was excited to kind of uh, to show this to my dad now i won't watch it with him but i'm like here you watch it i think he would appreciate this it's a it's, it's a very good sci-fi story and especially seeing the work that was accomplished in the animation they used for this for the time period it's also quite impressive i also almost forgot before we completely wrap up uh the music is one of my favorite things I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about it. Oh my god, okay, the music. The music, the music. Okay, I remember the music. There were parts that I was just like, this is so random. Why it's so is strange, this the soundtrack? Right? Well, so a lot of it, I'm sure you noticed, was very percussive. Yeah. You know, and there's chanting, but there was also a synth element to it. So it, in the same way... The like, chanting it's, is what thrown me off. So the story is kind of about again like supposedly these psychic abilities are something everyone has the ability to do and it's like the next stage of human development Mm -hmm. uh so supposedly it's like a natural thing but we've touched we've 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 gotten in we've been able to awaken them unnaturally through like scientific experimentation Mm -hmm. so one thing you get a lot is very traditional japanese chanting and drums Mm -hmm. but with like a uh sci-fi synthy sort of element to it so it's that clash of like the natural versus the supernatural right. going on in the movie and it i don't know it's the especially like the opening of this movie always gets me so pumped where it's quite like you you get the background of like what happened and how neo tokyo was created and then you see the bar and this you know they go in and there's the thing and kanada comes out and they get on their bikes and it's quiet for like the first five oh, minutes of the movie, and then those drums kick in, and it just it does so much to set the tone of the movie and everything. It's very yeah. like ominous and foreboding. The music but also... is de- the music is definitely this movie. It has its own personality. Oh yeah, and so it is something you notice. And I I just some people are like, oh, if you notice something in a movie, that means they didn't do a good job. I disagree. I'm like, if you notice something, 
I think I think that, I think that it sets the movie apart. That's something I yeah. very much because you you've said the same thing about cinematography in the past, and that's kind of where I'm like, well, if you're not going to try and be different, then what's the point? You know, like if you're. I, I, my philosophy has always been how you tell a story is more important than the story you're telling because mm-hmm. you could tell someone about, uh, you know, even it's not outside of film. If you're telling a friend a story about you getting a bagel in the morning, it could be the most interesting thing ever, or your friend could be thinking the whole time, stop talking to me. I don't care about I mean, your Dr. bagel. Schuster, it just depends. That was basically the entire premise of his book to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. Yeah. Dude's walking home and he decides to tell the story about all the stuff that he saw because that's more interesting than being like, yeah, I walked home. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I think it applies to filmmaking as well. Like, And that's where I feel like real skill and talent and creativity come in is if you can take something mundane and make it interesting, then you're a good storyteller. And yeah, so that's my philosophy. But I, yeah, the music in this, I can't believe I almost forgot to mention that. The, mo- the music is very things. different. It, to me, it's just, it was not what I was expecting. So it was jarring at first, but it kind of, it kind of goes with what's going on. But like you said, it does stand out. Heck yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't hate this. I, I didn't kind of hate ex- it. I probably won't watch it again. That's But fine. I didn't hate it. <laughs> well, I, hopefully your dad enjoys oh, oh, it. One more thing. The scientist guy. Oh, I, 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 he kept looking at this, this, I guess it was like a, a brain glass, wave or something like thing. that. And it's like, the, he was looking at it. He was like, oh, look, this is, I'm like, this looks like it did 10 minutes ago. What are you talking about? So, I mean, to me, that was kind of hard to follow, but again, I'm not also not the characters in the world. I mean, like, I feel like if I watched a few more times, I'd be like, I'd see the differences more. Yeah, it's all I could really tell was that the waves were getting bigger. Again, I guess. and again, it was kind of like that whole eternal sunshine for the spotless mind thing. The person I thought was okay, the whole movie, turned out to be a scumbag at the end. I'm like, great. What, Tetsuo? <laughs> no, not Tetsuo. The, what, no, I'm talking the about the scientist. Guy? And then he's, oh. like, he's like, oh, yeah, I actually knew that this was going to go bad, but I wanted to research. I wanted so I to see I what did. it would look like. Nah, man, never trust, uh, well, I don't know. You should never trust... trust scientists with the crazy hair. Exactly. If they look like Dr. Frankenstein, there's probably something wrong. There's probably something wrong. Um, anyway, but Akira, yeah, terrific film. Glad, glad you could, glad you didn't hate it. I mean, I and... watched the first half of this in the bath. So. <laughs> and so to anyone listening, if you enjoyed anime month, uh, please yeah. let us know. Uh, maybe we'll do this next year. Uh, pick some other films i was thinking of maybe like deep blue or ghost in the shell deep sure. blue that 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 chess machine that cheated no oh. uh and also maybe i got the title wrong it's a, oh. it's about a, a j-pop stalker oh, person. okay so oh, kind okay of, oh okay it's not a true story i'm already on like, board though paprika is another one that's uh that i actually haven't seen so and then of yeah. course i'm over here like kiki's delivery service <laughs> oh that's a great one i that's actually one of my all-time favorite miyazaki movies but anyway let us know if you want to hear our opinion on anime in the future thanks for tuning in we still really appreciate you guys and hope you are staying safe and staying away from stupid people. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys next time. We'll see you in the next one. Stay Bye. thirsty. Oh my god. Wheels on the Rocks is a production of La Prince Laboratories. It is edited and produced by Alejandro Castillo and features original artwork by Ace Esparza and original music by Pat Mars. Follow us on Twitter at Reels on the Rocks and tweet at us with any movies or topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.